1: I'm Saffa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we.
0: And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers!
1: Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today?
0: So today we're drinking Cease and Desist, which is a drink that we found in a book that we bought in NOLA. Okay. Because we went and visited the establishment called The Cure, and they had a book that had just come out within the week and we got a signed copy. Yeah. So uh just,
1: just about the book. It was a book put together by this sort of higher-end bar. Yep. And they highlight all different sorts of great New Orleans fair drinks and some drinks. And, and they
0: give all these great recipes of old school. And they tell you where in NOLA to get those best cocktails. Like yeah. Who are the better cocktail makers? So, right. I mean, I think it's it's super fun plus to get a copy of some seasoned cuz all of these are made by professional bartenders right. that have these recipes and and they've created these and, and these are great so i actually went and got the actual alcohol like verbatim for this cocktail to, to so i wouldn't bastardize it yet right which will allows me then to play with other liquors to play with it sure but i'm trying it old school first but i wanted to share with you it's it's what they call an inverted manhattan
1: Okay. So the cease and desist is an inverted Manhattan.
0: Okay. Yeah. And part of what makes it really interesting is it has punty mess, which is a bitter orange scented Apertivo. Okay. okay. Which is intriguing because it straddles vermouth and Amaro categories. Okay. So it's kind of one of those neat ones. And then it uses the um, Rittenhouse bonded rye, which is super great. And then one of the things I've been dying to try, and it's one of these bartender things, that mixology kind of things, is Fernet Branca, yeah. which is a bitter. And a lot of people complain about it just to have it straight. But to have it straight is like having a bartender's handshake. Right. So it's like one of these famous things. So anyway, this cocktail has two ounces of mess in it, and then an ounce of the rye, and a bar spoon of the Fernet. Bronca. And then they have you use a Y peeler to get the orange peel, which is I've really not done. It. I use a knife a lot. Right. And so I thought, well, I'll try it because I have these brand new oranges. Right. Well, it's amazing because it hardly gives you any pith when you do it. Right. Which is the bitter. Right. Because it's already got bitters in the drink. And when you barely pinch the peel, the oils just spray out. I've never had I've had oil spray. You right. know, I try to do that all the time. But without the pith, it was crazy. It's like I just put perfume on. Wow, it's amazing. So I, I'm interested to see how this cocktail tastes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited too. So it's, it's quite dark, it's pretty. It's quite dark, and it smells orangey. It smells orangey and delicious. Wow. Wow. What an interesting drink. Yeah. Completely smooth,
0: completely balanced, but very bitter. Yeah, it is a pre-dinner drink. Mm. You know, it just sets you up, basically. Mm. So it's different than having Campari and soda or something like that. It's a different type of bitter, but it's really interesting.
1: I mean- I'm gleeking. It's, it's completely balanced. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a, a note out of place in it. Mm-hmm. And you're left with that clearly bitter- Yeah, yeah. Gleekiness that you I'm gleeking right yeah. now, yeah. Interesting drink. Hmm. So the backstory on this is that there uh, was- Yeah, the bartender,
0: Max as he's called- M A K S, wrote and self published a cocktail book called Rogue Cocktails. And it was one of those under the radar type cocktail books that, you know, aficionados, mixologists, and cocktails would want to have in their keep. But the Oregon based brewery, Rogue Brewery, yeah. didn't find it very funny. That they they had grog cocktails, so they sent them a cease and desist letter. Right. And then this cocktail was created out of that experience.
1: That's well done. Yeah, it's really good. Really enjoy it.
0: The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B Today's conversation is brought to you by Weeminder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at app. Story of O, Chapter 3, Part 8. Yep.
1: It's our Part 8. The chapter's called Anne Marie and the Irons. Right. And now we understand what that is.
0: Oh, of course. <laughs> yes, we get a
1: good picture of it. It turns out that in this writing the time frames are very compressed. Very. Because we learned about the piercing and like the Like how they were section, gonna do it. But then all of a sudden in this paragraph, she's already been She's pierced, already pierced. But remember this one, is a ten day Stay. Yeah, not one, but two rings right. in her. And, you know, these are big rings and i have sewn her labia together.
0: Well, yeah, each side of her labia is because it's such a big
1: hole. Such a big hole, right? Right. And so the sense we both have is that the kind of time frames they're talking about are just not physiologically realistic.
0: That's why she probably didn't even write about yeah, she didn't her know. being pierced because she didn't know. She didn't know. Yeah. And the healing time, ten days? Are you kidding me? No. All right. Yeah. No. Not
1: yeah. happening. No, just biologically it's not happening. But what this paragraph gets to is that it's now time for her to get her permanent rings that turns out the rings that she has been placed both rings one and two are temporary yeah they're placeholders so what i'm visualizing and maybe you have a different picture in your mind i'm visualizing rings on one side of one labia no she said both on both sides i don't think so so that was that's why i think i think we're seeing a little bit different so i
0: think she has a piercing on each side of her lips labia lips and that
1: there's a piercing there. And I think she has a piercing on one mm-hmm. side of her lips with a, a chain that has two links with the disc hanging down. and, and that's just, Possibly. Yeah, Possibly. so that's just the image I have in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what happens in this section is she's told that Sir Stephen's coming tomorrow mm-hmm. to place the rings, mm-hmm. and so Anne-Marie brings O to her bed, mm-hmm. and at the... Dawn basically has O eating out her pussy while she Mm -hmm. comes to the rising of the sun. Right. And that's her thing. But then afterwards, she's very gentle with O. She takes out the rings and she's very gentle. And she's like, you know, this is going to be the last time you'll ever see yourself. She takes her to her three-sided mirror and she shows her her butt and she shows her labia. And she's like, this will be the last time you see yourself like this. After this, you'll never look like this. And Tomorrow it's going to happen, so you need to go to bed now. And of course, she doesn't. She goes to bed and she sort of struggles with sleeping, she's really nervous, especially the
0: branding. She doesn't know what that is, yeah. I mean, she's already been pierced, so that we didn't get any expression of that, no, but she knows that the branding's going to happen and that's making her nervous,
1: right? So she struggles, and then the next day she sort of hears the gate open and the car come and she, she's like almost hyperventilating well
0: and one of the things that emory did is she took all her irons off when yeah. she went to sleep that night yeah. because this is the last time you won't have irons on and the last time
1: you won't see yourself in the mirror right right okay yeah and so she gets dressed and she gets brought down to the table and it's outside and so steven's standing there and Marie's sitting there and
0: he kind of ravishes her
1: Well, a little bit like he just he does
0: he kind of throws her on the table and kind of caresses her and kisses her and he's kind of ravishing her
1: yeah i got the sense that it was a little more gentle than ravishing well yeah know? okay but Anne marie says when would you like to put the irons on he goes right now mm-hmm. and so then they get the irons out of this case and they try and insert them together but they're too tight to clip together. So they send one of the girls off to go get a hammer. And they use the table as an anvil mm-hmm. to hammer these these rings shut. So the question is, is there a ring on both sides or a ring on one side? So
0: I originally thought that, right? But I think it's two links. Yes. Not two rings. Yes. And those two links have to come together to create the piercing for her. Mm. And it, they are real particular about saying the gold inlay is against her thigh yes. side. And the inscription with her name and Sir Stephen's name is on the inside. So it's almost like if you think about cows are tagged on their ear. They're not tagged on both ears. They're tagged on one ear usually. Right? Right? So it's the same thing. If someone was to use O or something of that nature at Rossi, when they get access to her pussy, they see obviously the chain, but they see the inscription of who she's owned by kind of thing. So I kind of... That's kind of a foreshadowing kind of thing, I think, is we're, we're going to be addressing that later.
1: I think that's right.
0: And so it, I don't think it's, they're not looking for a uniform look. They're just, it's property.
1: Yeah.
0: They're marking the property. So I need a tag down there to say this is my
1: area. My spot. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they say, okay, now it's time to get branded. When would you like to do it? He goes right now. So, right, he's Mr. So, Anxious Guy. So he carries her into the room. Well, because she's- She's sort of nervous. She's- She's shaking. Well,
0: after they anviled, like- Yeah. We didn't get any of her reaction in that, no. right? She's nearly collapsing. Right, she's sort of faint. Yeah. She's in shock. She's in shock right. already, right? So then they carry her and then they get out all the leather straps and bind her at her waist and her knees And her hands and feet are attached to a column. She's like up against a column. Yeah, she's
1: basically locked down.
0: Locked down, right? basically. And then she's so weak, She, you know, because she's in shock. She even references that she could have looked back to see who was doing what,
1: but she feared to do that. Like, it's better just to experience it. Yeah, so not only is she tied down, but there's a stove in the room, like a burning stove.
0: Oh, yeah, heating up a branding iron. Heating up a branding iron, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And then she feels to hand on her as to where she's gonna be branded. It was Anne
0: Marie. She did know it was Anne
1: Marie's the actual placement. And, right. And so then searing pain and both, someone
0: counting a five. Yeah,
1: both branding irons at the same at time at the same time. Count a five. And then they're removed. taken off and she's screaming and writhing and you right. know, she's she's suffering. Right? And
0: we end it with her blacking
1: out. She totally blacks out, right. Yeah. So this is a very different experience now so this has gone from you know she's potentially a used slut Mm -hmm. she's a slave in the sense that she's raped and she's and she's colored because they've got
0: they've got her in irons in 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 a a ring ring. yeah so there's that going on But this is a
1: different level this is all him owning her yeah this is a big difference in intensity Mm -hmm. you know first of all just being pierced against your will is a big deal, and yeah. then being branded against your will is a really big deal. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. we've crossed over this realm of consent. This is no longer about consent. She's consented after the fact that this is going to happen. Now she's living into that consent after mm-hmm. the fact that she's quote unquote yeah. given. Right. And now she's branded and and yeah, chained. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where we are. Right.
0: Uh, interesting to see where it goes because now that's happened, and she's leaving Anne Marie's because this was only a you know ten to fourteen day stay. I'm just again going back to the ten to fourteen day stay, yeah, the writer so the really ride, the missed riding, the, the whole opportunity to describe the piercing of o because I frankly think she had no reference point for that, like no, no way to conceive it, yeah, it yeah. was too far out there, yeah
1: there was' another she was
0: trying to impress her lover when she wrote this. But she was unable to describe what she was... The detail, yeah. yeah.
1: There was another reference to the girls going to back to Rossi. Mm-hmm. And the foreshadowing there is that Anne-Marie... Well, Anne-Marie owns Claire, who's, who's going back to Rossi, but... We don't know about Yvonne. It's possible that... Or Colette. Yeah, it's possible that O is going to be returned to Rossi as an owned. Yeah, because they kind
0: of share that. Like, oh, yeah, Yeah. in two days I'll be going back to Rossi. Right. Oh, are you not owned? No, no, uh, Anne-Marie spoke up. No, no, I own her. And so that's a foreshadowing of, yeah, they just send their sluts.
1: It's part of the club, the Rossi club. Right, so if you think back to the beginning, Mm -hmm. when she first went there, she was attended to about all these girls. So where did they come from?
0: Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I don't know if in the place she was at in Rossi, because she, she never referenced it in the book, that those other girls hadn't yet been pierced
1: yet. No, we didn't hear right? anything we about that. We didn't hear piercing. anything
0: about that. Like she right. saw a branding on someone. No, no. This might have been a, a, a separate stable of girls or women, I should say, not girls, but women who were being determining whether they were slut material or whatever whatever was determined by whoever was bringing them there right that uh, this is the direction but again i say this one more time what if a whole bunch of those were sir stephen's people
1: we don't know
0: we don't know yeah mm-hmm. interesting i mean it didn't seem like Marie had dealt with sir stephen in this st- way like it was his first rodeo no it didn't seem like like Emery was saying things matter of factly, like he knew that he those made, were the yeah, next yeah, things. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I think that's right. Well, it's we'll interesting. See. Yeah, I don't know where this is going to go, but you know, she's she's been effectively captured as a slave at mm-hmm. this point because there's no real consent conversation occurring.
0: One thing she did notice, and this uh, this is something else I want to p- let look for in the reading is she said right after, before she blacked out and was just branded, she remembers looking at Sir Stephen and seeing a ghastly expression on his face. Right.
1: That's interesting.
0: Ghastly is the word that was used. Right. So I'm going to watch for that
1: to yeah. see why,
0: why that happened.
1: Fascinating.
0: That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, Please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at LadyPetraPlayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at RogerFergusonMusic.com. Till next time, cheers!